Greetings and welcome to the Audio Tidbits Podcast Network. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Leadership Shop Podcast. I'm James, your guide and the keeper of leadership tidbits selected just for you. Give this one a try. Remember on what you say, agree to, and do. People think you said what they think you said, agreed to what they think you agreed to, and did what they think you did. Therein lies the adaptive leader's opportunity. On the one hand, he can deny everything. I never said that. I certainly did not agree to that. I did not do it. Is option one, this is the advantage of simplicity. On the other hand, he can capitulate. Although I do not remember saying that, you are undoubtedly right. If you think I agreed to it, then we have a deal. If you say I did it, then I did it. Is option two, this is the advantage of avoiding conflict. All the simplicity is a lot going for it. Option one is the leader obstinately contradicting whomever he is talking with at the time. You are wrong and I am right. That is possibly not his best choice, although he may very well be right. Even if he is, people will come to distrust him and he soon loses whatever credibility he may have. Option two is no better. He is just going along to be going along. He does avoid conflict, at least for the moment, but he does so totally at his expense. Even worse, people will quickly come to believe that he does not know what he said, agreed to, or did. It is but a small step to their not believing him when he says, agrees to, or does anything. His effort to avoid conflict destroys any credibility he may have. Using options one or two only now and then is not much better. It takes longer to lose credibility, but lose it you do. In some ways, occasional use of one or the other option is more problematic than consistent use of either. Being unpredictable in the credibility department is harder for people to deal with than dealing with the leader who is either bullheaded or spineless. If he said it, agreed to it, or did it, the adaptive leader of course acknowledges the fact. If he believes he did not, then he says, that surprises me. I must be blocking on that one. Will you help me get focus? If you will, take me back to when you were talking about. You are there so help me into the picture. More often than you may think, the response is, well, I wasn't there but so and so told me. Other times, you were reminded that the person really is right. Once in a while, you are able to see why your words or actions were interpreted differently than you intended. Whatever the outcome, you have an opportunity to reprocess and reinterpret the event. The outcome is not necessarily better, but you normally keep your credibility and your commitment to leadership excellence is intact. Work with people instead of merely relying on your power and control. You know that relying on power and control stifles innovation, creativity, and cooperation. Further, it increases tension and apprehension while causing people to become anxious and fearful. Even if they are not the focus of the power and control, the effect is about the same. Just being in a power-oriented environment is unsettling and stressful. 
He adaptive leader recognizes these unacceptable outcomes, but his favor in working with people rests more specifically on the less obvious downside of routinely using power and control. Regularly using power and control is ineffective and counterproductive. It does not work. More specifically, the more skilled the employee, the less effective it is. The more important the person's participation is to the team, the more using power and control jeopardizes the team's success. The more choices the person is, the less acceptance there is of such nonsense. Unnecessary use of power and control leads to your best people leaving. What's more, if they cannot leave, they gradually shut down on you. You do not consistently get the best they have to offer. Give this a minute's thought. The team's brightest and best either leave or perform below their best. Over time, what is the result? You have only those people who are less skilled and competent, along with others who are not at their best. Now, who is left on your team and how does that bode for team success? The adaptive leader works with people because it is the right thing to do. He only uses power and control when he has no other viable options, since he wants to maximize innovation, creativity, and cooperation. Most critical to his success, though, he passes along as much power and control as people on the team can productively and constructively manage. Working with people who are so empowered keeps good people on the team and extends to them the opportunity to be great. Given that potential for excellence, the skilled, adaptive leader never loses focus on the simple point. Power and people don't mix. Take everyone into consideration when making decisions. People need and deserve consideration. They want to be involved and to have their interesting points of view considered whenever decisions are made. They expect to matter and to make a difference as individuals. There is another level of truth here. On the one side, not taking everyone into consideration runs a chance of alienating those who are left out or ignored. If that happens, they become less invested in the team and less committed to its success. Odds for achieving the mission go down and leadership is weakened. It is a similar outcome to that seen when power and control are used excessively and inappropriately. Do it yourself leadership does not work, unless you really do intend to do everything yourself. On the flip side, the decision itself is suspect. There are people who could have and should have been consulted. The people who have to deal with the effects of the decision are taken by surprise and may not be prepared to handle the consequences of the decision. The rumor mill gets a new source of fuel and confusion within the team and crisis. Unintended problems develop and the original decision often is to be modified to accommodate to the consequences of not taking everyone into consideration. With all this, taking everyone into consideration is not only the sensitive thing to do, it is an essential strategy for leaders who value making the right decision, the first time, on time, every time. Related to this is trying to understand the what and why of problems before taking action. This cannot be done without taking everyone into consideration. Simply put, that is the only way to be sure that you first understand the problem. Even for the most experienced leader, it is ordinarily impossible to handle a problem until he actually knows what the problem is. Consider having a stool with only one leg. It serves no obvious purpose. It is a good example of the what and why of problems. 
that still belonged to a team that had take charge leader. He knew what the problem was and how to fix it. There was no need to check out why it was there or if it had a not so obvious purpose. He simply threw the piece of junk into the trash and the problem was solved. He first observed and analyzed, that is a piece of junk. Next, he defined the problem, junk should not be left laying around. Finally, he problem solved, into the trash it went. Did this, I know what's best for everyone, approach solve the problem. Yes, it did. Did it cause other problems? It likely did not. Can you think of reasons why the approach might not have been appropriate? You probably can. The issue with the approach is not so much whether it works as that sometimes it does not. When it does work, which is most of the time, it goes unnoticed. When it does not work, people are upset, other problems develop, and a round of second guessing begins. If the leader is committed to doing the right things right, the first time, on time, every time, he will need to reconsider the approach. Two points are important. First, problems seldom need an immediate, right now solution. When they do, then action must be taken but there's normally time to at least ask a question or two. Is there some reason why that one leg stool is just laying there? Does anyone have plans for using it? Is throwing it away going to cause anyone a problem? Second, and here is the most serious issue, the I'll fix it myself without consulting with anyone approaches habituating. The symptoms include an irritating increase in arrogance, less value being placed on other people and their contributions, increasing insensitivity to the needs and interests of others, and less focus on the team and its mission. Over time, the symptoms also include an increase in bad decisions and a decrease in problems really getting solved. Instead of things getting better, they actually get worse and the misguided leader does not have a clue why. He believes that it is because people are causing problems instead of taking care of business. You may hear him say, I spend all of my time putting out fires. It is no wonder we don't make much progress. If everyone would just do what they are supposed to do, I could get things on track. Of course, he never considers the possibility that his attitude and problem-solving approach are, themselves, the underlying source of all of those fires.